And now, the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brandon Staten and Tyler Hensbro. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. This is Sleep Dog with the Big Hulk. What's up, everybody? Um, a lot of things going on. Uh, a lot of, I hate to use the word accusations or stories. Um, yeah, sleep. I'm ready to clear the air. Let's bring this up. Let's have a great pod. Um, but uh, there's some interesting comments. Uh, and I've had a wild reaction. I've loved it. I uh, loved all the comments. I've loved all the hate, uh, but also liked all the support. It doesn't matter either way. I know the truth. Uh, and sleep, I'm ready to talk about it. It isn't often that you have breaking news here on uh, Sleep Hawk. This is like an episode of 60 Minutes, dude. And uh, and we're going to get right, we're gonna speak right to the source here with the Big Hawk. So if you've been like under a rock the last, I, me personally, I've gotten uh I've gotten a lot of texts over the last three or four days from people I didn't even know like knew I had a podcast. I haven't talked to them since maybe college or in a long time. Like, hey dude, what's going on? So um, you know, basically if you've been hiding under a rock for the last, I don't know, four or five days, John Wall was on with Theo Penson on his podcast and essentially said the reason he didn't no, he didn't essentially say absolutely said the reason he didn't come to Carolina was because big Hulk, big leagued him and basically said he walked up, wanted to meet, uh, wanted to meet Tyler. Tyler basically told him to fuck off. And so he decided that he was going to go to Kentucky. Uh, big Hawk contends that that was, uh, not an accurate representation of the facts here. Um, and so we'll kind of get into, uh, big Hawk's side of the story. Uh, we may venture, uh, off after this is all put to bed, uh, into some basketball, football, things like that. But we're going to just shoot from the hip here and uh, and get right into it. So I guess start here, Tyler. Like what at first, like when did you find out about this? Was this one of the things that you heard quickly or all of a sudden you're starting to get like text messages, emails like, yo, yo, did you see this kind of thing? Like how did you get the information? I guess what was your immediate reaction? And then, you know, um, obviously tell us what, what what you I don't know where you think this is coming from. So my immediate reaction is uh, when I saw this, I was I got a text message. A group of um, former teammates and college buddies were on a big text chain, and uh, it's not a big text chain. It's just like eight to ten people or whatever. And somebody puts a clip of John Wall talking about that whole story, and he says, "This doesn't sound like Tyler." And, you know, then I hit play. I was like, what's going on here? And I heard the story about John Wall saying that uh, when he was took a visit to Carolina, he came up to me and told me, um, hey, I'm John Wall, whatever. I, and I, I responded, I don't talk to recruits. Um, to me, that never, I, I can tell you, um, that never happened. And the reason um, I can fully say that is one, I played for Coach Williams, and if anybody were to ever big time a recruit in, in any way, you knew that Coach Williams would not stand for that. We would just run and run and run uh, until you know there was some, you know, we couldn't run anymore. Uh, Coach Williams wouldn't stand for that, and uh, I, you know, tried to, you know, there's some standards that you have when you play at UNC, and you know that you can't do stuff like that. So I would never. That that story didn't happen. Uh, but my first reaction when I watched the video, I was like, man, dude, I feel sorry for John Wall. I was like, man, uh, I would never do that. I mean, 
I feel sorry for a high school kid that comes in and a college, you know, big time college guy comes over there and just big leagues them. Uh, that's not something I would do. And also, uh, I don't know why this came about or why he said this. I can't answer that. Uh, that's for him. But uh, this story did not happen. And to me, it's it's 100 percent false. Well, and that's where, you know, kind of I started to because the, the weird sort of side story here is like I was actually on the DTH during his whole recruiting thing, the Daily Tar Heel Carolina's um, school paper. I'll be 100 percent honest. Like, it's not like it's a just vibrant memory in my back of my mind of recruiting UNC, recruiting John Wall. But the story, you know, and a lot of people are asking, like, well, why would he just make this up? And let's be clear here. And we talked about this beforehand, like people say and do some weird stuff sometimes. Like, I don't think that John Wall like was sitting back thinking about this and was like, I'm going to go on here and I'm going to, I'm going to call Tyler Hansborough a asshole. I think it, I think it probably just kind of came up in conversation and he had some sort of like revisionist history of maybe how some, some reality that he created in his mind about how he got snubbed. And because there was so much talk during that time about wall wanting to come to Carolina and there wasn't as much interest in him as he or his camp felt like there should be. You also have to remember that, that Carolina is on the, you know, really basically in the midst of this huge academic uh, problem that the university is having. And again, real or perceived, I have no viable, uh, you know, source or any of that shit saying that John wall was getting this or getting that, what have you. But the word was that John had handlers back then. You didn't have agents and handlers and all this sort of stuff. So the general consensus was is that John Wall had baggage, and that was a very dangerous game for the for UNC to play at that time. Whether people that matter actually were having that conversation, I have no clue. All I know is that was very much the story in reality, and and there was like some hurt feelings when when John didn't get uh you know sort of heavily recruited by Coach Williams. A couple of like factual things here. So like. He says in the interview, you pointed this out, that, you know, you were a national champion. Well, that sets a timeline here if we want to dun-dun get into the damn law and order of this shit, right? You won the championship in early April. John committed in, in, in March. So it gives you a little over a month window of when this could have actually happened. He made it sound like, like, where did this official visit take place? Because, or, or you know, unofficial visit. Because if you're in, like, at a football game, well... That's not possible because they ain't playing football. You couldn't have been at a basketball game because basketball season was over and you would have been sitting on the bench. Do you really think that if he had come to like a closed session or a practice that you would have said that in front of like earshot of like a bunch of people where, you know, it just doesn't check out for a number of reasons. Um, so, you know, me as your friend and as someone who's a Carolina lifer and as somebody who like, I, I'll be hundred percent honest with you, man, I always liked John Wall. He went to Kentucky. I don't like Kentucky, but I thought he's a hell of a player and he's, he's, he's had a cool career in the NBA. He's from North Carolina. Like, why wouldn't I like the guy? Um, I don't know. I, I, I'll tell you this. John Wall is a hell of a player. There's no question about that. Uh, I have no problem with John Wall. Even after this story, I don't, I don't really care. I'm not here to beef with anybody, but if somebody says a story about me, that's not true. I can say that didn't happen. And that's mm -hmm. here what I'm doing. This story did not happen. Not only is that timeline kind of weird. I've, I've also reached out to teammates and said, uh, Hey, when did John wall come to North Carolina? And nobody can really put their uh, finger on, Hey, yeah, I met John. Nobody can, nobody brings that up. And from what I remember, um, I don't think there was much, uh, there was much interest because of those handlers. And also there was some, John Wall had some trouble and I'm mm -hmm. not sure whether that's true or not, whatever. 
But uh, I know Coach Williams wasn't going to get uh, involved with – Coach Williams not going to get involved with the handler. Mm-hmm. You know Coach Williams. Mm-hmm. That's not how he does. If if he wants to recruit a player, the best thing Coach Williams does is build a relationship and show that he's an honest, uh, trustworthy person. And he's not going to go through three or four people to get to one person. Coach Williams goes directly to the source. And uh, that's that would never be like a Carolina guy, to, in, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and, and and probably there's a lot, a large contingency of people that are sitting on the sideline thinking, why does this matter? I mean, let's face it, Tyler, like your basketball career is, is essentially in the past. John is, is not, uh, you know, on the forefront of the NBA. He's not a poster child for the NBA. Like he was at one point, I think, um, you know, and, and so people are like, why does this matter? Well, the reason why it matters to me, at least in my opinion, is your, reputation is is very closely tied to the university. Uh, I know personally the things that you do with players and and with the program and the, the commitment that you've made well beyond um you know what you did while you were here to the program, what it means to everybody that comes through the program, what it means to the coaching staff, what it means to the fans and the players. And so like Maybe it was just offhanded thing, and maybe that intention wasn't there, and maybe maybe John Wall saw you talking shit about Kentucky on Twitter, and it was just a way to like chirp back, and maybe it was never intended to be that, but it had real consequences in terms of like people being like, "Whoa, wait a second, like one of our like favorite players is responsible for," it. and it painted you in a light that wasn't accurate, and and I can say that as a friend and as somebody that knows you. Um, and and then especially when you come back and say, hey, dude, like, I'm scratching my head, dude, because how could this have happened if he didn't visit UNC? Um, yeah, I'm, it's, it's just kind of a mystery, and I don't know where it's come from. It's obviously caused uh, a pretty big stir, but, uh, it, you know. Uh, and Sleep, I'll say this. Here, here. There's not much more important in my life than Carolina basketball. I have my family and uh, a lot of other things, and Carolina basketball is up there, and uh, it's where uh, I have all my close friends, uh, teammates, keep in contact with everybody. Uh, I would never disrespect the program like that um, in any way. Uh, I don't care what recruit is. I would always come over and say hi and be respectful, uh, one, because I feel like I'm you know, a good human and wouldn't do that to somebody else, but also because I do care a lot care about Carolina. If they're recruiting somebody and they want them, I'm going to be very respectful. Yeah. If John Wall, look, dude, I, I mean, I remember everybody wanted John Wall. If you're a Carolina guy and John Wall comes in, like I, if you wanted a big league, if I'm getting recruited and you big league me, like maybe that's a little more like understandable. But if John Wall walks in, like you understand, like is there, maybe I'll just ask it instead of assuming it. Like I would imagine that there is like, spoken or unspoken like if you bring in big recruits they want to meet tyler hansborough they want to meet ty lawson they want to meet right you're, you're trying to put them in front of your stars right like so so you're just used to that as well right i mean you, there's got to be tons back of in guys the day not not so much now but back in 2009 for sure well sure yeah, yeah that's what i mean it's uh, like, i was you know a very quiet person back then as well but right i would never do anything like that that's not yeah. me and also I never had a posse or homeboys or whatever. I always hung out with my teammates, just to be honest, and a few managers. Yeah, if you really know That's Tyler, it. guys. If <laughs> you really know Tyler and you talk about a, a cluster of, of, of uh, a clique or something, like 
it, you could just envision Tyler's like posse. It's uh, it that part was especially comical because <laughs> I'm fortunate to consider myself a member of this posse. And look, man, ain't nobody gonna be intimidated to come talk, sit down and talk to us, dude. It's kind of kind of funny. So you know, look, uh, you know, John said what he said, and and um, and I think there was a a, a pretty wild reaction to it. But you know, now you got the other side of the story, and and hell, man, Twitter. The one thing we've learned, right? at Sleephawk WW, go follow us on Twitter. One thing we've learned is we've tried to get into Twitter and we were warned about it. It's a lawless place. It's a beautiful place and we love it. (laughs) And the other thing I will say about, we've been, we've been pretty hard on Kentucky Mm -hmm. and uh, Kentucky hasn't had the year. They've been winning some games uh, of recently, but we've been on them pretty hard. Mm -hmm. And one thing that Calipari has done is he told he had a press conference after a game, whatever. He said, do not come at my players. You come at me. Mm-hmm. So we took his word. We came at him. Mm-hmm. We we don't talk smack about his players. We went at Calipari, and we criticized some of the decisions that he made, just like most people would mm-hmm. at a university where if you're Kentucky basketball, hey, you're going to be in the spotlight. And if you're not coaching to the best of your ability or you're making some mistakes – we're allowed to talk about that, and that's what we did. And uh, so, all you Kentucky fans, if you if you want to bring the hate in the comments, keep bringing them. And uh, you know, we we will keep criticizing Cal if we want to, and he keeps coaching the way he does. And yeah, we'll we'll rightfully give him criticism. And I tell you what. They damn went out the other night and just blew the absolute doors off of whoever with Georgia. They I mean. beat they beat Tennessee. Yeah, that was a quality win on the road after they lost to South Carolina, which was, you know, South Carolina, first of all, uh, they walk into Rupp and they were 20 points, 20 point underdogs. <laughs> and they walk out of there with the dub and spirits are low. And of course we get on, you know, it's what SHWW is built on. We built on this stuff. And uh you know, we criticize them and, uh, now there's, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. It'll come down to crunch time. We got, we got a, a, a cow story on a bracketology. Kentucky is nowhere to be found on our ladies. I'll tell you what I've learned about Kentucky. So always, I mean, if you go to UNC, right? Like you don't like Kentucky, you don't like Duke, you don't like, there's a handful of programs that you just really don't like. And Kentucky's one of them. Up until recently, sleep. You know, I, you know, Kentucky hasn't been all that relevant. Uh, right. Yeah. And I hate to say that last year, first round loss to St. Peter's year yeah. before that, no tournament. Uh, I, you know, Kyle Parry's won one national championship and we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at on its face from, you know, far and you don't put the names to it, Tubby Smith and coach Kyle, they're not that far apart. And I have a lot of respect for Tubby Smith. I think he does things the right way. Uh, great coach, great person. And, uh, you know, it's just the, the perception around Cal versus Tubby Smith is just, you know, it's, it's night and day in my opinion. And to me, there's not much that separates them. And I think Tubby Smith is a hell of a coach. I couldn't agree more. And where I was going with that is the fans, dude. I thought States fans were something, but this is really shine a light on Kentucky fans. I mean, the audacity of some of the comments in the thread. I mean, you got nothing to hang your hat on over there, really. Uh, you know, what do you, you, are you just, are you going to tell us like, I mean, that's like me as a commanders fan, just talking about the three Super Bowls we won, like in the fucking eighties. I mean, they, you know, they, listen, it's a big time program. You get star players. Um, you always start out with a bunch of hype, but even when wall came and this is the other thing, 
all these people talking about, oh, thank you for giving us John Wall. Okay, cool, man. Like, what the fuck did you get out of that? You, you got smacked around by West Virginia in the, in the, in the tournament, and what did they ever win? Nothing, right? So uh, I got a one seed in the tournament that year. I mean, dude, John Wall was a hell of a player at Kentucky. But what did you win, dude? Um, you know, you want to uh, act like, and then the Carolina fans that are sort of like upset that we didn't get, well, who cares, man? Um, there's been a lot of good players that went to other programs and, uh, hadn't won as much as we've won. So I, I don't know what our fans are complaining about. I don't know what their fans are bragging about. I'm happy with the way things panned out. So if he felt slighted in some way, shape or form by some experience he had, and so be it, man, that's life, dude. Um, sounds like it's just, uh, yeah, sounds like as the kids say, you just live rent free in his head. Yeah, sleep. And you know, you make a good point. I mean, you know, I I think things worked out for Carolina. Um, and that's just me. I mean, we've uh we've hung some banners recently. 2017, that's not too far off. Yeah. And we'll go I mean, we keep damn play around the rim, dude. We've been there a shitload of times too. So I mean almost we almost got we, one we li- last year. We're the final four. We're living up to our end of the bargain, man. We almost got one at 16, too. So I mean, listen, we we win around here and let, let that speak for itself. So say what you want. Um, speaking of winning. <laughs> got one uh, against Boston College. You know, it kind of uh, a little slippery slope. They didn't even show that's how bad Boston College is. You couldn't even, you were saying you're in Kentucky, you couldn't watch the game. We're in North Carolina, couldn't watch the game. So uh, that was kind of brutal. But we got the big one coming up against NC State. We just talked about it a lot in the last pod. I mean, this is, uh, I think, in a lot of ways, this is the biggest game of the season for Carolina. A lot of people are asking whether or not, um, you know, I, I think I think this is a I don't know, it's a dangerous matchup for us, man, because those guys are rolling and we talked about it, man. We gave credit. This is proof that we we're able to give credit where credit's due. We're saying good things about NC State on the last episode. Uh they're a strong team, dude. And uh we better be ready come Saturday. Yeah, I mean, NC State's rolling and they're arguably one of the hot they I mean, they could make an argument they're the hottest team in the ACC. And uh <laughs> we didn't really see it coming, but NC State's have NC State basketball is having a great year. Uh, the Smith kid is playing unbelievable. Um, it's making a case for a first team All ACC, and uh, arguably you, know, you can put him in the conversation player the for Player of the Year. Yeah. But uh, in my opinion, Armando is kind of dominating right now. So it is a big game, and uh, it's a big game because it's the next game as well. This team needs wins. And this is a quality team. Not only is this a conference game, it's a rival, but we need wins. I don't care who it's against. That's why Boston College was such a good win is because this team needs to get their confidence. And I've said they play well at home. And, uh, you know, fortunately, this is a home game. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. And it's going to be exciting sleep. Five o'clock tip, man, right in the wheelhouse, right? Like not too early, not too late. It's at home. Right. You can get there. You can get the hell out of there. Like this is a great fan time for for the game. Do you think that this game is more important for state or more important for Carolina? Uh, I think it. Oh, man. I. What do you think, Sleep? I'll ask you that. Well, I think. <laughs> I mean, I'm stumped by my I own think de- I think I think uh, I think I think state's desperate to get a win against us. In basketball, anytime. I mean, we've had their number for years, uh, just handing it to them. Uh, and I think for their fans, <laughs> I think it would mean more to probably beat Carolina in the Smith Center than it would to make a deep, a deep uh, tournament run. For us, 
you know, we lose to stay. It's not the end of the year. I mean, I, I think I think we will be a quality team and we'll get it rolling and possibly make a deep tournament run. They're capable of that. They showed that last year. Uh, so I, I don't know. I think State's kind of clicking at the right time. But sleep, we've talked about it. You want to be clicking, uh, you know, early March, late May or late April, get the championship. That feeds right into what I was thinking, right? Which is State launches itself into relevancy with a win in this game, right? Carolina, on the flip side, borders on catastrophe with a loss. I think in the general consensus, right? I don't agree with that necessarily. I think that they could still, but we talked about it, man. This is the first game in a long stretch of very tough games. States played a tough schedule. They have four losses and three of them are against the ranked teams. I think one of which is uh, one of the teams they lost to is Pitt, who's a great team. Um, they've played well and and really lived up to the test. And, and, and so now flip it over, right? Carolina gets a win that it really needs. Right. And as it as it enters into this, and then state has all this wind in their sails that just gets knocked out. So I, I just think that at the end of the day, this is a really pivotal game. And I think you could argue for either team that this is this is a I mean, the biggest game of the year because of the implications, because of um, you know, just the it's a big momentum game. Like, I don't think necessarily that anybody's going to look back at this one game and say, well, you know, Carolina was really putting it together until they lost that game or, or, or state was, you know, the same thing with state. But I do think that this one game right here in this moment um, is super pivotal because I think it's a launch pad for state. It's a, it's a less of a launch pad, but more of a, um, a, a big quality win for UNC to get their confidence up. Like you said, maybe get some of these guys some meaningful minutes as you just go through the gauntlet right now. A lot of stuff being said about how good the Big 12 is and that sort of stuff. There's a lot of middle-of-the-road uh, uh, teams in the ACC right now, but there's a lot of cannibalism that goes on because you know, you're playing you're playing. I think the top half of the ACC, there's a lot of parity in it, man. Like, we're the preseason number one. Duke was in there. Like, Duke, Carolina, like, these aren't bad teams. Pitt is not a bad team. Clemson so, is a team that's really rolling right Clemson's now. Solid. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a few bad teams in the ACC, and then everybody else is 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 solid. I mean, Syracuse, solid team. Virginia, solid team. Wake's a, like, you know, borderline solid team. Pitt's good. State's good. Carolina's good. Virginia Tech can be good. They just can't be good on the road, apparently. Uh, you know, and Clemson is is as good as anybody, it feels like right now. So, Clemson's yeah, this is a big game. A- ACC. Yeah. And, you know, in, in Sleep, you bring it up. This is a big game. Uh, State did beat Miami. Now, Miami was an Elite Eight team last year. Almost walked into the Final Four. Mm-hmm. And all this talk about, you know, uh, the ACC is a little down year. I'm sick of like the quadrant ones, whatever, you know, whatever it figures out. I'm I'm tired of like, cause last year we had this big conflict about uh, how many quad wins, quad one wins does Carolina have? Well, we walked right into the national championship game. Duke also ACC school went to the final four, even though we power blasted them, sent them home in the final four on the biggest stage in the rivalry. Uh, they were a final four team, but we still smacked their ass. And then you talk about Miami. Now, Miami almost got into the Final Four. They were a little bit shy of getting into the Final Four. We would have put three ACC schools in the Final Four last year almost, and everyone said the ACC was a down year. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so you just don't know until you get to to the tournament. And I've said it a million times, and you've said it, is like there is so much more parity 
in college basketball. It doesn't feel like there's any clear cut like Alabama to me watching uh what's his name Brandon um it's Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller. I think that kid is is the best player in college basketball. I think they're outstanding. I've watched Houston, I gotta disagree. super athletic. So like, there's one guy that is dominating college basketball right now and his name is Zach Edie. Zach Edie. Okay. He he had a 20 30 I think or 30 yep. 20. This guy is unbelievable from Purdue. He's probably the most improved player as well. But Brandon Miller, no disrespect. He's having a heck of a year. He's right there with him and some people would put him in the argument sleep. Uh he's a freshman. He's going to be done. Uh but another freshman who's having a pretty unbelievable year is uh Grady Dick. Um mm-hmm. I know you love Dick from oh, yeah. uh Kansas. He's a really good Can't player. Can't get enough of it. Yeah, and uh so uh he's having a good year. <laughs> Uh, and the Wilson kids also in player of the year, uh, candidate, uh, and you know, if Armando keeps rolling, like he is, you got to start, you know, talking about him, maybe throwing in, in, in there, but, uh, yeah, you talk about dominant schools right now. When I look at the, the whole landscape of college basketball, uh, there is no like clear cut, super dominant power team, but I will say some teams that are kind of underlooked UCLA. Don't forget about them. Mm-hmm. Final four, uh, two years ago, last year, we beat them in the lead eight to go. The, they gave us a hell of a game. They have some really good players. Uh, they're really well coached. Um, and, uh, let me see here. Houston's good. Houston's very solid. Houston's good. Um, you know, I, it's kind of like the whole Gonzaga argument. Do they play in a tough conference to really get tested every night? And it's hard mm-hmm. for me to really give them the credit they probably deserve, but they're a very good team. Uh, so, you know, there's it's kind of wide open this year, like you said, sleep. There's a lot of multiple loss teams up in the in the higher portion of the rank, top half of the rankings. So it all just boils down to what happens once you get to March, man. So, uh, you know, I think it's it's there's a few better teams but there is no 09 Carolina. There is no, you know, I don't know, pick another great team. They're the only ones I would follow. But, like, you know, I think they're, um, you know, there's going to be some upsets. Like, and we're in a perfect bracket this year. Um, that's for sure. I had one other question. Oh, uh, speaking of Baycott, dude, uh, creeping up on your rebounding record, man. We kind of talked briefly about that the other day. Um what does that mean? What does that kind of stuff mean to you? Do you care about those records so far as, you know, I mean, obviously I, I know you well enough to know that you want nothing but the best and, and, uh, like Armando. Um, but you know, what does that kind of thing mean to you? And, uh, you know, have you had any conversations with him at any point in time and, and kind of, how do you expect to feel maybe, or, 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 um, you know, if, and when that happens? First of all, I'm extremely excited for Armando, uh, the year he's having, he's a great kid. And, uh, the rebounding record, yeah, these records are important, and they mean a lot. One, because it's North Carolina. It's a great school, ton of great players, great tradition. And, you know, these records not only represent yourself, but they also, you know, they represent, uh, you know, team in, in some aspect because, uh, you know, your individual team and, you know, playing with them, it's also recognition from that. But also, rebounding is not easy. I mean, it's a blue-collar stat, in my opinion. You do your work. Uh, it's physical, it's a will. And the one thing that I have said that the one thing, if you watch Armando's freshman year to where he is now, his body and the way he handles physicality and getting bumped is night and day. I mean, that's something that he's really improved on and uh, he's got 
really good hands around the rim. Uh, he's got great size and strength, and he's really improved, and he earns this record. So uh, I'm extremely uh, proud of him and happy for him. These records are meant to be broken. I knew it was just a matter of time. They'll all be broken at some point, but uh, I'm glad that, you know, I get to see it, and it's, uh, you know, by somebody like Armando who's definitely put the work in. He's having a hell of a year. Another uh, another Jimmy's famous seafood athlete, bro. So uh, shout out to Jimmy's. Jimmy's, man. You guys got to get them crab cakes. Uh Mess with the crab, you get the call to mail them right to your door. Uh, I know they're gonna be around when the when the when the uh when the record goes down. My uh, dad had a Jimmy shirt on the other day. I was like, Where'd you get that shirt? And he's like, Man, when you when you got all them crab cakes, they threw a shirt in there. <laughs> yeah, remember they like, sent them yeah. to our dad, dude, for I Father's like, Day. Man. My dad loves that shirt. My dad oh. like any shirt to be fair, but he'll eat them hell out of them crab cakes and he'll wear the hell out of that shirt. My dad's always like, man, get those crab cakes again. Oh, dude, they love them. My dad's just like, ah, don't worry, you can leave the vegetables. Don't worry about that shit. Just send the <laughs> crab cakes. So, I mean, that might be in the cards here soon. Um, one last thing before we get out of here, dude. Next week, we have a major guest coming on. I mean, like we are uh, going to be on the map come next week. We're having Bomani Jones, uh, ESPN personality, host of game theory on HBO. Uh, go check that out. He's going to come on and we're going to, I'm basically going to, you know, do my thing, get out of the way and let him and Tyler really talk about NIL and its role in college sports. Uh, Bomani is a guy that is just one of the smartest people I've ever met, much less in, in sports coverage. I, um, you know, and I'll talk some about this next week, but like, Got to know him when I was just starting out, and and he always uh, took really good care of me. So I'm super excited to have him, and super excited that he's agreed to come on, and really just kind of jacked up about getting to hear you guys um, talk about that because he covered, he was at UNC in grad school while you were playing, and so it's it's just a really cool like, uh, you know, come full circle sort of thing, so to speak, and uh, and I'm excited to get his thoughts on it. But that's something. Make sure you tune in. Uh, you know, subscribe to us on Apple or Spotify or whatever, because uh, that should be coming out on uh, on Tuesday. Yeah. And also hit us with some NIL questions. Uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to having Bomani on and getting his insights. Super, super smart dude. Uh, loved him. Loved listening to him on ESPN. Uh, looking forward to his new show as well. And also coming on SHWW. It's going to be a great one. Absolutely, man. All right, Big Hawk. You got anything else? Stay safe. Stay safe. Yeah,